And I really do believe that as a consequence, sports and management will look differently at low probability but high impact risks and that organizations are re-evaluating the balance they take between the short-term returns and the long-term impact. Hello and welcome to the Deloitte Corporate Finance and Risk Podcast. This is a series exploring the latest trends and topics in the corporate world. I'm Matt Locke, and in today's podcast, we take a step back from the specific topics of finance and risk, and instead turn our attention towards the impact of strategy and leadership during times of a crisis. With the recent announcement of countries across Europe returning to lockdown, many corporates face even more uncertainty and business challenges. My guest today is no stranger to this topic, having led our Swiss firm during these unprecedented times. He is none other than the CEO of Deloitte, Reto Savoyer, and I'm delighted to say joins me here today. Reto, firstly, thank you for coming on the show. It's great you can be here and share your experiences and perspectives. First of all, uh, thanks for having me here and uh, very, very happy to share my perspectives. Let's jump in and talk about the crisis. Many corporate leaders facing these new uncertainties are likely to be revisiting their current strategy. They may well be looking at their global footprint, including whether they need to change their size or shape of the workforce. And to date, Deloitte has been able to maintain its staff levels and also avoid the introduction of measures such as Kurzarbeit or shorter working times. Can you tell us, has the pandemic changed Deloitte's initial strategy here in Switzerland? It's a good uh, question. Of course, we do, in any case, periodically revisit our strategy. And there's no doubt that in particular in a changing environment, we absolutely need to ensure that our strategy remains fit for purpose for the future. And clearly the COVID situation definitely triggered such a reflection process. Our conclusion, however, was that our strategy still works for us and that in fact the COVID situation amplified the importance of our key strategic ambitions. And namely, I would like to call out two specific elements of it. First, being a leader in innovation and technology, in the areas that we play, and secondly, being recognized for how we embed purpose in the way how we serve our people, our clients, and society. And I think there's no doubt, and as you most would agree, that the pandemic accelerates the digitization of our world, and that's why the innovation and also technology absolutely needs to be at the heart of a business like ours. Also, I do believe that the crisis like this emphasizes the importance of purpose in what we are doing. I, I really do believe that there is a deeply human desire to be part of something bigger and something meaningful. And that's actually at least what I make the experience when I daily engage with our people and our clients. What, of course, did change, but that's not a strategic topic in itself, is that due to the pandemic, the way how we operate day in, day out is, of course, quite different. There's much less physical meetings. There's much more Zoom calls and Zoom meetings. That's, of course, not a unique Deloitte experience. It's actually true across most of the industries. Uh, However, I think it's fair to say that the much minimized in-person interactions is definitely a challenge for us as a business, as our business is a people's business and ultimately thrives on people and also on the human factor. Did you have any moments during the crisis where you felt you needed to pause and reflect? To your point around acceleration here, we basically observed an increasing momentum in our strategy. Uh, Were there any times when you said, actually, we just need to reflect on our overall direction of strategy? We definitely did when the pandemic hit us. That was definitely a trigger point for us also as an executive to pause and ensure and debate to a quite great extent whether our strategy, which in fact we have in a refreshed manner set out about 18 months ago, whether that's still the right strategy for the future. But then for us, it was quite quickly actually very clear that absolutely 
we do believe our strategy remains as important as in the past. And because of the acceleration of some of the core elements of our strategy, I mentioned innovation and technology, but also purpose, we do believe that actually pandemic accelerated the importance of those elements. And hence, I think for us, the answer then was quite easy actually to double down on our strategic imperatives rather than reshifting fundamentally. Moving on to the next question, the pandemic has caused pause for thought for many corporates. And I guess we can call it the old way of doing things like being highly leveraged or operating excessively lean supply chains have tended to leave corporates exposed. And I think that way is less popular. Instead, themes of resilience and sustainability are emerging. Now, in previous podcasts, we've explored the topic of sustainable finance. And I wanted to ask you, how is sustainability relevant to Deloitte? And how do we internally look at it? Well, it's, of course, a big question. So I think there are many different uh, angles how one can address uh, that question. First of all, I would say the topics of sustainability in the wider purpose context definitely further gained in importance because of the pandemic. Sustainability, of course, has been a topic already in pre-pandemic times. But I think the pandemic exposed in very practical ways the vulnerability of our systems, whether it's the economical system, the ecological system, but also the societal systems. And I think in that context, the pandemic definitely further sharpens the focus on sustainability as a topic. If I look at my own agenda, if I interact with our people, but also with clients or, or in business circle meetings, I think there isn't any of those meetings where the topic of sustainability does not play one way or another a major role. Uh, speaking about clients, if, if I look at our clients, I think it's fair to say they do actually really care strongly about sustainability. We are well positioned to support our clients on their sustainability journey. And that's why I also believe speaking about our own firm and as a business, it absolutely makes good business sense for us to take sustainability as a topic very, very seriously. It's ultimately what our clients expect from us, and we are supporting them in very concrete ways, be it in helping to define the strategy or implementing more sustainable business models or also helping in terms of documenting and reporting on sustainability-related topics. I assume your question also might relate to sustainability in the sense, uh, how do we apply that to our own organization, EA to Deloitte? One element I would like to highlight is that as a global firm, we have committed ourselves to become carbon neutral by 2030. Another angle I think is worthwhile to add is that, in my view, sustainability covers more than the environmental angle, which of course is a very, very important one. But nevertheless, I think sustainability goes beyond we at Deloitte in Switzerland are also from a social responsibility perspective really committed to lead during these difficult times with transparency and honesty and we really uh, you know, work hard to strive to find the right balance between the short-term needs of our business, the financial sustainability for example, but also uh, the long-term ambitions and commitments that we have made as a firm. And in that context, uh, one specific element which is really important to me and it is one of our key guiding principles as we navigate through this crisis is that it is a key priority for me and us to safeguard the jobs of our people. You've covered pretty much the, the, the whole gamut there, so thank you. Coming on to our next question, where do you see leaders in corporates spending their time and what will be the activities that they need to focus on in the coming months? Good question. Of course, I cannot read the crystal ball. Nobody can. And I think, first of all, we should always be so humble to acknowledge that predicting the future doesn't 
really always work. And uh, future challenges might come out of areas of which we are currently unaware, like actually the pandemic 12 months ago. Nevertheless, I think I would like to call out maybe two or three topics, which I think in any case will be relevant. First of all, I do strongly believe that the topic of digital transformation will remain a hot topic for management for many, many years to come. I think the pace of digitization will remain high and will also lead to profound changes in the way businesses need to position themselves and how they operate in order to stay relevant. Secondly, I believe that in the context of sustainability, as we actually discussed before, that the importance of resilience as a topic has significantly increased. As far as companies' own organizational resilience is concerned, there is a clear shift from just-in-time to a just-in-case concept, and that's most visibly in practical terms in supply chain-related areas. And I really do believe that as a consequence, sports and management will look differently at low probability but high impact risks, and that organizations are re-evaluating the balance they take between the short-term returns and the long-term impact. And of course, there will be some less fortunate company which quite frankly simply will have to address refinancing, restructuring, and maybe even the sale of assets, which of course, however, generates opportunities for others. Turning more to your role, you get to spend an awful lot of time with leaders from a wide and diverse range of organizations and corporates. And in these conversations, you probably speak to many CEOs. And I just wondered, if do you have any top tips, both from a leadership and a personal perspective, on how to lead during times of a crisis? Not sure whether I call it top tips, but happy to share my own views in, in terms of my own experience, but also, as you said, what I learned in my interactions uh, with, with other leaders, which, by the way, is, is uh, probably one of the greatest privileges of a job like uh, the one I have. And the badge I wear is that I have uh, really the opportunity to meet many interesting and exciting people. But uh, getting back to your question, first of all, I think, uh, and I'm really passionately believe in it, that it is really important that leaders find their own authentic leadership style. There isn't a one and only leadership recipe that works. You will find uh, many different leaders who are incredible leaders, but in their own way and style. So authenticity, very important to me. And I think it is an important element as it is one of the conditions really needed to build trust and credibility with people. And that's the most important leadership currency one has in all times, but most definitely in times of crisis. In addition, I would also add that open, honest, and also timely communication, whether it's good or not so good news, is another critical component to build trust and credibility. And last but not least, uh, be decisive, even if it's not always easy or popular, and do lead with speed and determination. Three very good pieces of advice that I think we can all relate to and observe in our daily practice of our work. In your own authentic style, indeed. Speaking of personal perspectives... Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask, how have you been coping with this new normal in your personal life? How do you keep yourself motivated? And did anything change noticeably in your daily habits? Well, definitely. I think fair to say that the pandemic situation added for many reasons some extra stress into the system. And of course, also for businesses like ours. And of course, not the only one. I think everybody is really affected by it. Now, clearly, navigating a company through these turbulent times is definitely a challenge. However, I actually never encountered any specific, let's say, personal motivation issues, because I think it's also, it's maybe a bit strange to say, but it's often in times of crisis where one is focusing on the most relevant things, 
and where also as a group you you can feel a special bond of togetherness and also a a willingness and a motivation really to get through the storm together and that actually can be very very motivating by the way that's something which hopefully we can hold on once uh, we have overcome the crisis then clearly, I, of course, do have the privilege in my role to be able to tap into the collective experience, the wisdom and the energy of our pool of more than 2,000 intelligent and highly motivated Tiloy colleagues here in Switzerland and then many more around the globe. So um, I guess what really motivates me always is our people and our clients. And, and in both groups, you can actually often see the best in difficult times. So from that point of view, I actually I think I'm quite uh, blessed and privileged that for me uh, personally, uh, the whole situation, as I said, didn't drag me down, but actually, um, you know, probably even fueled uh, some of the motivation to contribute my part uh, to, to navigate through the crisis as good as we can. Now, for, on a more very personal level, I think there have actually been some positive elements too. Uh, and I do fully acknowledge that I enjoy a privileged job and position. And also I have to acknowledge that my family, my friends, and also myself uh, did stay healthy. So for example, some of the positives, I definitely spend much more time with my family. So typically in a normal work week, my evenings were actually booked from Monday to Friday. Now all of a sudden the evenings freed up. That had definitely it's upsides. If I take um, business travels uh, as an example, of course, it got vastly reduced. So no regular flights early in the morning, late flights back. So all in all, I think COVID uh, reduced to a degree the hectic business life. And that allowed me to gain back control of my own work-life balance, at least to a degree. That's fantastic to hear. And I think certainly in the course of many of our roles, we've found the same. And I think the kind of the, the metrics have shown just how much more productive many people have been by taking out the commute times and the travel times. So I can see us ultimately, once the pandemic finishes, not returning to such the same level of busyness, but certainly being far, far more mindful I, about how we spend our time. I would totally agree. Uh, so I think definitely some of the learning lessons we need to continue to apply once we are through the pandemic. And I think there's definitely lots of the stuff indeed that had its positive side. You mentioned uh, more effectiveness uh, to a degree, more efficiency to have not maybe too many unnecessarily travels. But I think that's probably true for most businesses that we still value highly. Uh, they value a sort of human direct interaction in order to foster relationships, for example, or to deepen relationships it is important, I think, because we are all uh, sociable individuals. And there, I think the human interaction is really important. And I think also to drive innovation, I do believe that it is important that people in a very relaxed, uh, unpredetermined manner can socialize, can speak, can talk. A classical coffee machine example uh, is still one that is true, that sometimes then you learn more and spark more new ideas than in pre-orchestrated large meetings. Um, but how did you, Matt, actually experience the situation? Any profound motivational issues on your side you had to handle? I think it's amazing how in moments like this, your adrenaline increases at some mm -hmm. point and you start wanting to understand how best you can react. And I think you do your best work when you're uh, under pressure. But I think there follows this, you know, once you get beyond the blitz spirit piece, you do have moments and periods where you're feeling less motivated. And that's where you do need to be around people to share those experiences. I think that's what I've missed most is the chance to be physically with mm -hmm. the teams and the effort that I find is is quite uh, 
big in terms of having to concentrate on the Zoom calls, etc. You have to overly investigate your effort mm-hmm. in order to try and do that. So certainly physical meetings are, are far more fluid and they, they work an awful lot better. So that's one bit that I found. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back to far more physical. Greta, what a way to finish the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and providing us insights as your role as CEO in Deloitte, Switzerland. Thanks for having me here. I really enjoyed spending time together with you and I'm looking forward to your future podcasts. Thank you and bye. Thank you for listening to the Inside Corporate Finance and Risk podcast. This podcast is provided by Deloitte, Switzerland and is intended to provide general information only. This podcast is not intended to constitute advice or services of any kind. We do release new podcasts regularly, and if you subscribe, you won't miss a single one. To stay connected and receive more information on Deloitte service offerings, visit www.deloitte.ch.